0: What's up, Covered Confidential? Dan Ray here from Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, we're doing something a little unusual this week um, for reasons that I will get into in a bit. (laughs) Adam and I are completely unable to find a time we can record together. So we're doing a couple of microsodes this week. Minisodes. Microsodes. uh, About what we're up to and individual thoughts we're having about that. So Adam is playing a gig tonight, uh, a corporate event That turned up on his calendar, so uh, it's Wednesday right now, the, gosh, 10th, what is today? Don't even know. 12th. Ha. And um, so he's not available tonight, and this is the only night I'm available. So I'm going to just record some thoughts, and he's going to catch up with us tomorrow, and we'll just post these separately and see what you guys think of it. So this is, we're calling it episode 98A. No, 89A. Ha. Ha numerical dyslexia strikes again 89 a um minnesota number one the danisode and uh here's the thing that happened so on monday of this week i'm recording this on wednesday so two days ago i got a text message from a young man at a fraternity in chapel hill north carolina which is about an hour from me and it's a place we played before we played um their Valentine's party last year and then a beach themed party uh, and had a great time and a really, really good time. The fraternity parties that we've done have been fun and good money and a relatively easy gig. And uh, in, in terms of craziness, they have not been nearly as crazy as some bars we've played. And uh, so I reached out to them and said, Hey, we'd love to come back next year. Uh, and the contact I had there was very enthusiastic about that. So somebody other than him texted me on Monday and said, Hey, we got Whatever behind in our planning, we'd love to have you come play our Valentine's cocktail party, which is on Thursday. It was Monday when he was texting us. It's Thursday, three days later. And we were not booked for anything on Thursday, but that's very short notice. It turns out that all my folks are in town. One of the things about my uh, scheduling my band that's tricky is that um, my drummer and I both travel some for work. So um, occasionally, there are dates that just fly don't fly. So I looked on the calendar. We were all in town, and I got in touch, and the guys all seemed to be available-ish, more or less. And I had this thought about the phenomenon called leverage. So leverage gets a bad rap. A lot of times it seems like manipulation or um, pressure. And it's really not that. Leverage in negotiation comes from understanding the um, constraints that the other is under. And in this case, obviously, the huge constraint this young man was under was he needed to find a band for a party that was three days out. And I don't know if you've ever booked a band or I hope you've been booked as a band three days is just no time for that. They clearly, this clearly had gotten away from them and they were in big trouble and we've been there before. We're a known quantity. They really enjoyed us and we enjoyed being with them, but the timing of it meant that I had some leverage. I had some room to negotiate that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So after clearing the date with the, uh, band members, I replied to this young man and I said, listen, we would love to come play. Uh, What we're going to need to have that happen is a last minute notice raise in short. And I quoted a price that was 50% higher than we've ever done before for them. 50% more than we played for them last year. And he replied immediately and said, let me talk to my finance people. Let me see what I can do. And got back to us shortly after that and said, yep, not a problem. We can do it. We're in. So we're playing this gig on Thursday, tomorrow, as I record this, that uh, is (laughs) better paid than most of the private events we've done. And it's two hours long. Most of the private events we've done are at least three and usually come with a lot of early setup prep and craziness. What seems to happen at this particular fraternity is we, we move in, we load in, and there's nobody there. We start playing to a totally empty room, and by the time we're done two hours later, they've all gone off to their rooms to do whatever it is that college kids do in their rooms. So it's it's a quick, easy gig, and they're energetic and enthusiastic and into it and fun, and it's a fun thing to play. So it's a highly paid event that we pulled out of the thin air uh just all of a sudden here this week. It's pretty cool. And it's um it reminds me of all the times when in negotiation for gigs I I don't know, I felt like I had to bid against myself. I felt like I had to um lowball. I had to open low, you know, in hopes of not scaring away the opportunity. Um it was a great opportunity to, you know, this is a great occasion to not do that. It was a great time to say, you know, we are actually in demand here. We're needed. We're available. We can do this thing that they want. Nobody else is going to be able to do it. And it gives us the opportunity to come in at a higher price. And, um, and frankly, you know, it changes my week, not one tiny bit. If I say I need more money and they say we can't, if I have to walk away from it, well, that was the plan anyway, was to have a free night that night. So, no harm, no foul. You know, versus those times when I've opened negotiations with a bar or or other venue that we wanted to play and said, you know, I know that the amount we want is hard, so let's start low and then talk later. Uh, I didn't have to do that here. Now, you know, I have some background with these guys, I've played with them twice before, so some history to it, but. The point is that as you negotiate these things, you want to be looking for and be on the alert for points of leverage in your negotiation points where you see that there's a, a need you can fill and maybe only you can fill or that you can fill in a unique way and understand that those moments those opportunities are, um, the proper response to those is a quote that's higher than it might otherwise be because, you know, you have leverage in that moment and it's not about, you know, greed or taking advantage or anything like that. It's just the negotiation of value. It's just the setting of appropriate, value for the service you're going to provide. So think about that as you're out there talking, you know, talking up your gigs and making offers to venues and that sort of thing. Think about the value you provide. Think about how it compares to other people in your market and what they provide. Think about where you have something unique, where you have something that's different from anyone else. Because um, that is how you negotiate for higher value. And if you don't have anything unique, think about how you could create that. Think about what it would take to have some specialness to your performance, your show, some kind of leverage, some kind of edge. You know, some people are... Um, I, I don't know about... Other markets around here, but certainly mine is chock full of classic rock cover bands. And it's real hard to have any kind of leverage or edge when you are one of a thousand bands in your market. A thousand might be an exaggeration, but lots, lots. Versus, you know, I don't know, somebody who did like a really amazing uh, uh, David Bowie tribute just to pull something out of the thin air. You know somebody really did that well. Um, I don't know how often you'd get to play in a particular venue, but when you did, man, there'd be some draw, there'd be some action around that, there'd be some energy, it'd be something really unique, something nobody else is doing. So, think about that as you brand yourself and as you design your pro your project, um, about how your positioning gives you leverage, how your you know, sometimes it's it's rarely going to fall in your lap the way it did for me this week. That just timing, just raw timing, give you the leverage. Sometimes um, that happens, but more often you need to create the the opportunity for yourself. You need to create leverage. You need to create uniqueness. Create a unique value you can deliver to the market. So, give that a think. All right, that is episode. 89 a microsode from Dan. There's a microsode from Adam coming pretty soon here this week. And uh, we will catch you guys later. All right. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray, Coverband confidential. Catch you later.